Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Let's pray and commit uh, the preaching of the word into God's hands. Amen. Father Lord, we just want to commit, uh, uh, Lord, your word and, and the preaching of your word. Lord, uh, we want to hear from you. And I pray right now that you will help us to, to, to hear your voice through my voice and, and to, to, to hear your heartbeat through the reading of your word. Lord, right now we just ask that you will bless every letter, every verse, every, every page of the Bible that we'll be flipping through and reading from. And let it come alive. Let it not be stagnant. Let it not be two-dimensional, but let it become real. Let it become three-dimensional uh, in our hearts. Today, we're not looking for entertainment. We're not looking for information. We're looking for transformation. We want to be transformed into your image so that we live a life that glorifies you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know... Um, it's it's a uh, I've uh, you know work first of all welcome to church uh, and um, you know last week if some of you guys were here uh, we preached a message on claiming God's promises amen uh, and uh, and and I thought that after that oh you know we were done with that uh, but uh, I, as I was thinking about it I just felt God speak to me and go like Dave you're not done yet. Uh, what you actually launched last week was just the first part of at least a, a three-part sermon. And I didn't even know that God was going to give so much info. And, and I'm not the type that goes like, oh, I'm going to have a three-part sermon. But, but it feels like God wants to speak to us a little bit more. You know, I don't even know uh, what to give the overarching title, but maybe it's, it's called a hidden series. Uh, because, you know, I, I didn't even know there was three parts as well. So it was hidden to me. But last week, we talked about how as Christians, within us, it is more than just salvation. And God has placed, and this is the message, and I'll give you a sneak peek, God has placed His promises. He's hidden His promises in us. He's hidden His purposes in us. And we're going to be talking about purposes today. And it's hidden potential in us. And we'll be talking about potential next week. And so, last week we talked about God's hidden His promises and how being a believer allows us to claim God's promises. You know, just like how a small kid goes to the father and goes like, Daddy, you promised to bring me to the zoo. How many of you have been there before? And only to have your parents, you know, maybe tell a white lie. Uh, I, I, I heard, you know, some, some, some uh, uh, parents, one time I was on a bus and I heard some people say, Mommy, can I go to the zoo? And then the person said that, Oh, oh the zoo's closed. All the animals have fallen asleep. And it was like, not, not true, of course. You know, I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, and then they all burst the bubble. And then boys like, falling asleep? But it's morning. And I'd be like, yes. And she just trailed off, yes. <laughs> and, you know, and that's all earthly parents. But when we go to God for promises, He's not going to go, yes. He's not going to tell you that animals have fallen asleep. You know, He's a good father. Amen? And, and, and it's, it's biblical. Sometimes we are afraid when we hear preachers say that you can claim God's promises because it, it sounds too fantastical to be true. But actually we can. You know why? Because God is a promise-keeping God. Do you know that our entire faith is built on John 3.16, the fact that God says that if you believe in me, that I sent my son to die for your sins, if you believe that, I promise to save you. I promise that if you believe it, you shall not perish. That's what it is. Our faith is built upon a promise. In other words, giving out promises is God's nature. 
And keeping promises is His nature. And so when God gave us salvation, that salvation acts as a gateway for us to access the other promises of God. Now I say that in the Bible, not every promise is made to you, but all the promises are made for your benefit. And so even though, you know, we, God didn't promise us that we would be 90 years old and still be with child, like how He promised Sarah. But it, later on, because I'm looking at a lot of single people, you know, praise God, we've got not more married couples joining church now, hallelujah, more than just me and my wife. Uh, but, but, you know, but, but one day, you know, when, when you're having trouble conceiving or something like that, you know, you, you can go to God because He's promised Sarah, He's promised Rebecca, and might not promise to you with your name, but it's promised for you. Amen? And, then I, 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 and how, if we can have, so we talked about that, and, and we can claim God's promises, uh, and uh, what it means, and, and, and how we can claim it by praying uh, God's promises, and by declaring God's promises, you know, whether it verbally or even silently. We can declare things in silence because declaration is not just about the things we say, it's also about the things that we don't say. Amen? Sometimes we can't help but say bad things about our life. We go like, God, would you use me even though I know I'm useless, I'm useless, I'm useless and God say that, stop it. You know, declaration is not just about declaring, you know, how you desire God to move, but it's also not declaring things that are not biblical. Amen? And God loves us. And, and so today, I want to talk about purpose. But, but, but the title I, I feel that God has given us today, even though we're talking about purpose, because if we tell you that, hey, I want to talk to you about purpose, and the title is Purpose, you'll all fall asleep. Uh, the, the, the title is Commissioned. Commissioned. Wow. Not impressed. Tough crowd. All right, let's turn to Matthew chapter 28. And uh, today I've got two verses for us. And uh, Toby, who's helping us out with uh, XTV, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, two verses for those of you taking down notes uh, is Matthew chapter 28 verse and then we're going to read. I actually want us to read uh, uh, verse 18 to verse 20. But Toby, I want you to kind of like have uh, verse 17 on standby. Okay. And then the next one, uh, we will also be turning to Mark. Chapter 16, verse 15 to 18. Commissioned. Now, maybe you've been to church, and whenever you hear the word commission, you go like, ah, oh, I know what the pastor is going to talk about. He's going to be talking about the great commission. He's going to tell us and guilt trip us, you know. It's fresher season. Go out, invite your friends to church. You know, all fishers of men. It's okay. I can read your mind. You know why? I was, I was on the other side. I wasn't born a pastor, okay? I wasn't like, I didn't come out from my mother's womb like, I'm ready to preach. You know, I was, I was there, you know? I, I, and whenever the pastor would, anywhere, and true story, every time the pastor would talk anywhere near evangelism, I used to be so afraid. I'd be like, that's not for me. You know, tell me I can do other things. You know, I love fellowship, but I don't like to evangelize. You know, I want to receive blessing, but I don't like to evangelize. Uh, but but I, I don't want to talk about the Great Commission and what we're supposed to do. You can go back and read the Bible, you know, but I want to talk about, you know, what it means to be commissioned and, and what, that re what that reveals about us. Because sometimes when we think of commissioned, we immediately think of going out there preaching. But it's not so much about the things we do, but who we are. And, and, and I know it sounds deep, but it's going to make sense in a while. Amen? And so, uh, I want to give us three points, okay? Because I, I don't want to focus on, on the things we do, but I want to focus on how God sees us. 
Amen? And, 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 and because, how many know that God doesn't simply commission people? You know, it's, 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 it's the, the gospel, the good news, it's powerful stuff. And so God, you know, uh, uh, wants this good news to go out far and wide. But let's read how God decided to spread that good news. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay? We're going to pause there for a while, and I will give you the three points. Okay? So if you're taking down notes, okay? The three points is this. Alright? Point number one. You are more trusted than you realize. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're more trusted than you realize. And then hold on to your wallet very tightly. And, and. Point number two, you're more productive than you realize. And point number three, you're more resilient or you're tougher than you realize. You see, many times we talk about you know, our purpose, you know, what we need to do. But, but yeah, before you do, you need to be. And it sounds deep. Just write it down. You can meditate upon it. And, and, and so, you know, you, you, and God wants us, I believe today, to, to see ourselves like how He sees us. And once we start seeing ourselves like how God sees us, the doing is natural. And the behaving is natural. Because I don't want you to come to church and have someone tell you how you should behave and what you should do. But I want you to come to church and, and tell you how God sees you and let the Holy Spirit lead you to how you should behave. Because the Holy Spirit will be the inner compass that will guide you on who to reach out and what to do. Amen? And so the first thing about our purpose is this. You know, God loves us and He has commissioned us. But being commissioned means that God trusts us more than we realize. You know, you, 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 you trust someone uh, 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 because you place value on someone. Let me, let me put it this way, right? And sometimes it's hard for us to understand because we, we might not like even who we are. Sometimes you, we see ourselves in the mirror or we wake up in the morning and we go like, I don't, I don't like myself. I don't like my voice. You know, sometimes when I first started preaching and people would, you uh, know, uh, send me recording of my preaching, I, I don't sound like that and I didn't like my voice. And sometimes we go through life like that. We, we don't like even ourselves, but, but being commissioned and being used by God has nothing to do with how you look at yourself. For example, let's say, for example, uh, uh, if I choose, if I choose to give, okay, maybe, can, can you come up? Okay, pass me the ring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 both, okay. Go, go, go. Come on, come on. Okay? So, you see, when what God has done is, God's place, He says this, all authority has been given to me. Now go therefore and make disciples. So whether you like it or not, God has already commissioned you. And it has nothing to do with how you look at yourself. Your value is placed on what is given to you. You see, if I were to not communicate to you earlier that this was my wife, you would just be, oh, this is one normal church member. But if I were to suddenly ask a church member to come out, and then if I take out from my pocket, and I go like, hey, you suddenly go like, what is happening? And then the moment this has been entrusted to her, put it, put it on, put it on, yeah. <laughs> the moment this has been entrusted to her, suddenly her value changes. 
Does it make sense? If I didn't communicate, no, I know it's hard. You'd be like, oh, of course you know she's your wife. But if you didn't know that, then, then you know, that if, if you're like, oh, why is pastor asking this person? Stuff? And then I, I put the ring. Put the ring. And now by me putting something on her, her value has changed. And by me putting on something on her, now the, the wedding band, because that's the engagement band, wedding band. Ugh. Now her value has changed and the value has increased. Does it make sense? Sometimes, oh, thanks, Pat. And sometimes we go through life thinking that, nah, you know, the Great Commission, nah, no, I don't think God has a purpose for me. No, God has. And He spelled it out. He says this, you see, all authority has been given to me. Now go. Now all of you go. And you might think that, no, I'm not, I'm not good. No, I don't have full of faith. Let's, let's unleash verse 17. Good news. So the disciples didn't all have faith as well. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Wow. Immediately your brain is going to witch hunt of the 11, because one killed himself. Of the 11, which of them doubted? Immediately you go like, must be Thomas. But then it says some, so it's more than one. Right? And sometimes we think that, oh wow, you know, the apostles, the, the people who you know, followed Jesus from the very, the OG gang. These are people full of faith. They walked on water. Some worship, but some doubted, but God used all. I want to say it one more time. Some worship, some doubted, but God used all. And God gave all to all. Does that sink in? You're sitting here thinking that, you know, oh no, I know God, but I want you to know this. God doesn't just love you, He believes in you. This is a message that changed me because there are two verses that changed me. The first verse is John 3.16. God so loved me. They go like, wow. Growing up in a household, I, I know, especially Asian family, uh, my dad has never said, I love you. And it's not a bad thing. It's just cultural because I, I don't think that word exists in, in Hokkien, the dialect that he speaks, you know. Uh, and, 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 but when I read the Bible, I realized that, wow, God loves me. And that changed me. But then that wasn't enough. Because how many of you have been there before? No, my parents love me. I know my parents love me. Even though they don't say it, I know they love me. But they don't trust me with their car. In the early days. You know, now, now, now my mom says you can drive, you know. But, but, but when I first got my driving license. And so sometimes we, we, we know love, but we don't know trust. And so there are a lot of Christians going through life knowing that they're loved by God, but not realizing that they're trusted by God. And I want you to know that you are more trusted. And it's not about how you view yourself. It's not about your faith level because even the OG batch, some worship and some doubted, but God trusted all. And so some of you might be thinking, no, I know God loves me, but I want to add on that and say that God doesn't just love you, He trusts you. And you are more trusted than you realize because God has placed His purposes in you. He has commissioned you. And, 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 and being commissioned is this, okay? The, the, the Latin root word for commission is, uh, uh, I, I know some people here speak Italian, so I will not try, uh, but it's uh, comitere. Anyway, it means to entrust. The Latin is to, means to entrust. In other words, when you say that, oh, God's given a good commission, it's not the great commission and the things you need to commit, it's actually the great entrusting. And God has actually entrusted you with treasure. He's entrusted you. Think about it. You know, I use my imagination when I read the Bible and that's okay. And so, I know I remember, uh, when I read this scripture about how Jesus says, all authority was given to you, now go! And then after that, He went back to heaven. I can imagine when Jesus went back to heaven, oh, 
And the moment he stepped back to heaven, where the streets are made out of gold, there's great celebration because they haven't seen Jesus for 33 years because he was on earth. He's like, Jesus, you're back! And so all the angels were throwing out. It was free welcome lunch in heaven. And, and so, you know, and, and the angels were flying in the sky. Hey, welcome back. Writing in the sky, you know, king of kings. Oh, Lord, land was slain. Perfect. Majestic. And I can imagine, you know, whether Gabriel or Michael, the archangel, <laughs> Jesus, welcome back. Now, say the word and we will go down to planet Earth and finish the work that you started. Because I can imagine, wow, this is good news. The good news that every sin has been forgiven. The good news that it doesn't matter what color or, or, or background, whether you're literate, illiterate, you are loved by God. And there's healing in Jesus' name. And whether you are orphan or you come from a broken family, you have now a spiritual family and you have a spiritual father and you have Jesus. And then I can imagine the good news and the angels are like, let us do it. And I can imagine the efficiency because if the angels went, wow, you just need a handful of angels, maybe just one angel and pop up in every city, spreads his wings, floating over. Can you imagine over the big band? Is this angelic being with... With, with wings the, the size of a Boeing 747 jet. And then everybody would be like, <gasps> All has been forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. Everyone will bow down and go like, oh, wow. But then that would take no faith because you see an angelic being. But more than no faith, God, I can imagine Jesus saying, it's okay, Michael. It's okay, Gabriel. They've got it. And then they go like, They? The, the, the 11 guys who never went to university, who never went to Bible school, some of them smell like fish because they're fishermen. You mean the guy who chopped off one person's ear? That guy? You mean the tax collector? That guy? You, you, you mean the... And then Jesus yeah, those guys. Because they're my guys. Because I trust them. And it's not about how they see themselves. It's the value I place on them. And I want you to know that seated here, as a believer, you're not just loved by God, but you're more trusted than you realize. Because God has placed, God didn't just say, I trust you. You know how celebrities say, I love you, but they don't mean it, right? You know, like, you know, I love you. You know, like, like sometimes, you know, someone just told me the other day that, hey, you know, I saw Justin Bieber, he made a surprise performance in front of Buckingham Palace and he was, he was, he was you know, basking, is it basking? Yeah, ba ba yeah, yeah, yeah. He was basically playing uh, and, and, and then he was like, you know, singing there. And then he was, and then someone said, hey, you're actually singing a worship song. You're a good, good father. Who you are. And then he goes like, love you, babe. Who you are. And be like, huh? <laughs> and, and so sometimes the words are cheap, but God didn't just say, he entrusted. It, it's like me saying that, hey, Sam, I've got something really precious. Call my wedding band. And even though I'm not getting married to you because I'm already married, but I'm entrusting it to you. I'm going away. I will go come back for it when I come back for my bride, and until then, you keep it. <laughs> and I walk away. Do you know that it's got this, if this ring goes missing, it's got nothing to do with Sam? Think about it. The devil wants us to think that it's everything got to do with us. We messed up. No, God gave it. So the responsibility is with God. Do you see how much God loves us? And how much God believes in us? That He will give us because if it goes missing, it was God. God knows all, yet He chose to give. 
And so what we need to realize is this, first of all, church, that there is purpose in you. You're not just, you know, someone here trying to get his degree. You're not just here, someone trying to get a job. You're not just here, someone trying to, I don't know what. But, you know, the, the most important thing is this. You are someone that is loved by God and trusted by God. Trusted with the good news. Trusted to make a difference. God trusts you and believes you can make a difference. Let that sink in. Amen? The second thing we've got to realize about having God's purposes in us and being commissioned by God is that we are more productive than you realize. You know, God says this, that, you know, all authority, and, and you will, is, you know, let's flash it up again, Tony. It, it says this, uh, verse 18 to 20, is all authority has been given to you, you know, in, in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them. He didn't say, you know, maybe you will teach. He says, no, you will teach them. And God sees productivity. Sometimes we don't see ourselves as productive. But God sees, no, 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 you are productive. Let's turn to the other scripture. Uh, Mark uh, chapter uh, 16. Verse 15 to 18. This is also uh, another description in the Bible about the Great Commission. And when you read these two portions of the gospel together, it gives you the full picture of the commission about the entrusting that God has placed upon us. And he said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will, he didn't say might, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will, not might, they will take up serpents. So don't need to be afraid of snakes anymore. And if they drink anything daily, it will be by no means hurt them. Of course, this is in pursuit of missions, okay? So don't just go out and drink dynamo and stuff like that. You know, it, it, you know, and they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So God is saying that I, 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 don't, I, I love you, I trust you, and I believe that you're productive. Because this is God's declaration, you will produce miracles. And this is another thing that we've got to realize that, that, that we are more productive than realize and what God desires to produce in our lives and through our lives is the supernatural. Not just good results, but the supernatural. Not just a, a wealth creation, but the supernatural. That's, what, that's the purpose we place on earth to do, to be His conduits. One of my favorite uh, uh, street names uh, in the whole of London is, is near International Hall. There's this little street called Lamb Conduit Street. I'm like, wow, I love that name. That, 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 that is a powerful name. We, we are all the Lamb's Conduit. But do you know what a conduit does? It, it, condu it conducts power. And what we need to realize is that, hey, God's not only entrusted us, but He desires to birth miracles through us. You know, another word, you know, I, I, just not, I, I said that, you know, the, the, the definition for commission, you know, in the Latin root word is to entrust. Uh, but there's another meaning which is to bring something new into working condition. That is also the root word for commission. To bring something new into working condition. In other words, God is saying that I want you to birth something, but, but I love the way it's described. Birth something new into working condition, which means that when it's first birthed out, it's not in working condition. And God is saying that, but in your life and through your life, when I commission you, you will birth out something that will become stronger and stronger, mightier and mightier. 
and, and, and that is what God wants to do. Yesterday, I was in Bristol, and uh, you know, someone came up to me, and, and he says that, oh, pastor, you know, I, I'm so, uh, uh, just, I got good news I want to share with you, you know, because you know, sometimes, you know, pastor's nightmare is the summer break, uh, because we can be so revived before summer, and then sometimes summer and holidays can just totally make us backslide and make us forget Jesus. And this person, you know, uh, uh, that uh, I haven't seen that often over the summer came to me, oh, Pastor, I just want to share with you something amazing happened over the summer. You know, I, I just want to share, I, I've been trying to quit, uh, he shared with me, I've been trying to quit smoking for so long in my life. And I tried so many methods, I tried Googling, I tried this and that, and then I've always tried to do it without God. Because I was ashamed to bring my problems to God. But I realized that I can bring my problems to God. Because He loves me, He trusts me, and not just that. You know, I want to share with you, Pastor, for the whole summer, I, I've been clean. For the whole of summer, I, 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 I've not picked up a single cigarette. And He was like so happy to share with me about this breakthrough. You know, and, and, and we know, like we do not condemn anyone. We all know that we're on a journey, but that's what God wants to remind us that, hey, don't give up. I can produce in you something supernatural. And, and, and do you know that breaking free of addictions is supernatural? Because this person said, and I tried it. You know, and and he, he said on top of that, he said that I've also broken other habits in my life. You know, I'm so broken. And it's over summer. As I drew near to God, I, uh, God produced something supernatural in me and I'm not just not picked up a cigarette for the last, I've been clean for the whole summer. I've also been clean from pornography the whole summer. And I'd be like, oh wow. Because he said that, yeah, I felt so much shame. The, the, the guilt was eating me on the inside and it was that guilt that made me stop going to church. Because every time I go to church, I felt that that guilt made me unworthy to be loved by God. And I felt like as I seated there, God was just shaking His head at me. But the more I come to church, I realized that not only does He love me, He trusts me. And as I drew near to Him and I fell on my knees and I asked God for help, He's produced something supernatural in me. I want you to know that this testimony is not just for this brother, but God wants to produce similar supernatural testimonies in every single one of us. But you see, faith without action is dead. You know, so when you read the Great Commission and, and you see all these things, supernatural things, Jesus is saying that authority has been given to you. Now go, I believe in you, I trust you. Now go and produce supernatural stuff. He didn't say, now go and set up organizations. Nothing wrong with organizations. We can set that. Now go and, and, and you know, uh, 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 do this, but go and, and do all that. Love people, feed the poor. No clothes, they're homeless, but also produce supernatural fruits. Because Jesus spent time explaining, I want you to pick up serpents. I want you to drink and, and not be dead. I want you to lay hands and see the sick made whole. That is the purpose in us, but it's also what we've been commissioned, what we've been designed, what we are built to do. We are actually built for miracles. And, and, and God is saying that, look, Tell my people this. Teach them to bring something new into working condition. Now, I understand. All of us here, we're, we're on a journey, but we're going to all start somewhere. Amen? I think it's come to a point where it's not good enough for us to just hope about miracles, but let's be a conduit of God's miracle. You know, I still remember what one uh, pastor, you know, he, he leads one of the world's largest church, really, really humble man of God uh, from, from Nigeria and Africa, uh, and uh, he, he shared in the pastor's meeting, you know, and he said that, you know, now, uh, uh, he said that I, I had this moment. 
You know, when I was, and, and some of us who've been Christian long enough, you know, you probably heard of, uh, you know, he said this, yeah, when I was uh, growing my church, one time I heard that there were miracles breaking out in Toronto. They call it the Toronto Blessing. You know, the Spirit of God fell. And I, 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 I saved up money, I flew there because I wanted the fire of God. And I went there and I saw that and I was so amazed. And on the way back, he shared this with us. He said, on the way back, I prayed to God. On the way back, I said, God, if only I can bring some of these preachers to Nigeria to minister in my church. And then God says that, do you know that I'm not racist? To him. Because I understand sometimes, you know, coming from African nations, you have this. Some, sometimes coming from Malaysia even. You know, we, we've been colonized for hundreds of years. When we see white people, we just want to bow down and worship. But God is saying, no. You know, I'm, I'm not looking at color. Sometimes we do that, don't we? Right? Sometimes I tell my wife, oh, if only I was white, I think church can grow double the size. And maybe it can. But that's not the point. That's wrong thinking. And God is correcting his pastor and saying that, do you know that I can create this in you? Do you know that this, 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 this supernatural thing is not, limit, it's not a Canadian thing? Do you know that I can make it in you? And he goes, wow, God, yes, do it. I want to see something birth out of my nation. And then, but then he was thinking about it, and then God says, what are you going to do about it? Because he started praying, God, make miracles happen. And then God says, asks him, what are you going to do about it? I believe God is telling us the same thing. Yeah, God, I want to burst something supernatural through me. And then God's next question is, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And then this person says, uh... And then God says, would you pray? And he goes like, I got no excuse, right? How can I believe God for miracle? Like the miracle healing can just drop from the ceiling. I got to pray. And so what he did was bringing something new into working condition, step by step by step. Because he told me, he said, you know what he did first? He said that, I said, God, yes, I will pray. I believe that you're not a racist girl. You can use people regardless of color, regardless of nationality. And I believe that you can, you can use me to channel blessing. So I will start. And so he started small with his son. Because he said, very honestly, because if I pray for my son and my son doesn't get healed, he will not hate me because he's my son. And, and he, he will be reminded that it is his father that gives him his pocket money and the father that fetches him to school. So, you know, and so he said that the next time my son plays in the sun and plays football and comes back feeling a bit dizzy, he said that, oh, dad, I'm feeling a bit dizzy. Can I get some, no Panadol? Can I put some aspirin? And then he said that the next time my son do that, I'm going to say that, no, son, let me pray for you first. And so he said the first time he laid hands on his son to pray, he actually had the Panadol in his back. Because just in case it doesn't work, he can go like, now his son, have this. And then so he did that first. And then his son, because his son has no reason to doubt the father, go like, yeah, sure. Prayed. And his son was made whole and go like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I can go play again. And he's like, oh, wow. I have now enough anointing to heal my son. You see, we all got to start somewhere. Where are you going to start? We all want to see miracles happen. I believe it will. Because Jesus says it will, not me. So I'm like, phew, nobody's going to stone this pastor. But we got to start somewhere. Are you going to start with your finances? Is that your place to start? This pastor started with his son. Are you going to start with your studies? Uh, people say, you know, I got no more hope because I messed up my first year. I messed up my second year. I'm going to graduate only with a second up. I know, that's the struggle our students go through. You know, they all want the first class and dean's list. I need a miracle. Yeah, yeah, where are you going to start? Are you going to start by laying hands on your studies before you study? Are you going to start at your work? And so this pastor started with his son. And then he moved on 
to close family friends. Then he moved on to the leaders in his church. Then he moved on to his church members. And then when it became too much people to pray for because the anointing increased and increased and increased. You see, God rewards faith. Peter walked on water. Walked, meaning that he took more than one step. It is with every step that the anointing increases. It is with every step that our faith increases. And God is saying that, no, you are more productive than you realize, but will you start? Or are you just going to sit there and dream? I hope miracles happen. And God is saying that they do happen and I want to use you. You're built for miracles. But would you start producing something new into working condition? Because you are more productive than you realize. And, 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 and so later on, this pastor eventually uh, had so much healing anointing that uh, he needed to appoint other leaders to, 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 to pray. And they were all like, Pastor, we don't know how to pray. We don't have your anointing. And so he, he, he gave them baby steps. He said, okay, give me all your tithes. And so he gave me all the tithes. I will lay hands on the tithes. He knew that that wasn't the trick, but he just wanted them to, you know, I'll lay hands on the tithes, and the tithes will have anointing. So you wear the tithe, you can pray for the sick. Okay, okay, okay. Then they start wearing that and pray for the sick. Then one time, one, time, one of the leaders forgot to wear the tithe. He prayed, and the person still made, was, was still made whole. Go, oh, the anointing's not in the tithe. Yeah, it's never in the tithe. The anointing is in the name of Jesus. And he just needed them to take baby steps towards the supernatural increase. Where are you going to start this year? Are you going to start today? You know what? What you know? And I, I, I want us to start. I believe that what this nation, this city, all our friends need. I believe still is not more philosophy, not more arguments about the existence of God. They need to start seeing the reality of God. So the next time, would you start, friends? The next time your friends say that are not feeling well, would you start there? Oh, Pastor, I don't dare start. Okay, then, would you start in church? And the next time your turn prayer time, would you start at the next prayer time? Or would you go like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm not feeling well. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it's the weather. You know, Asians, we love talking about the weather. Every time someone's not feeling well, go, maybe you need to drink more water. We suddenly become a doctor right there and then, even though we don't study medicine. Yeah, I think, you know, we invent stuff that doesn't make sense. Oh, I think you're heaty. Heaty, what's heaty? I know you're just a lot of, a lot of heat in your, in your body, you know? You need to drink more water. Yeah, yeah, you're having a sniffle, so yeah, drink more water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the weather. Oh, yeah, the weather, the weather here. Oh, it must be fresh as flu. Would you start? And go like, I don't care about all that. Let me pray for you. And allow God to bring an increase to the supernatural work that you started in your life. Last but not least is this. You are tougher you are more resilient than you realize. You know, another thing about, the, the, there are three definitions for commission, right? So I mentioned the first one is to entrust. The second one is to bring something new into working condition. And the third definition for being commissioned is to appoint someone to the rank of an officer in an army. That's why army officers are called commissioned officers. And so what God is saying that, look, whether you, you love yourself or not, I love you. Whether you believe in yourself or not, I believe in you. And I've entrusted the good news in you. I put productivity in you. You're built for miracles. You're built to contain my anointing. That's what we're built for. We're built in the image of God. So God can contain anointing, so can we. And then last but not least, I've conscripted you into my army. And, 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 and in other words, sometimes Christians, we've got to learn to be more resilient. Because once you're in the army, expect resistance. Nobody signs up for the army and go like, I hope nobody ever fires a bullet at me. I don't think basic training 
trains you to know for good life, you know? You know, yeah, oh, I'm signed up to be the Marines. The first day, we learn to make pina coladas and sip it by the swimming pool. <laughs> no, you're in the army. You learn to fight. You learn, if you learn to dodge, you learn to dodge bullets. You learn to carry your comrades when they've been shot. You learn to carry extra load. You learn to be tough. And that's why Jesus said, and let's turn to a mark again, Toby. It says this, right? And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. It didn't say, in my name, you shall never meet a single demon in your life. No, no, no. You will meet them. They will try to mess with you, but you are tougher than you realize because you will cast it out. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. Oh, if you follow me, you'll never see a single serpent. I will send you to, no, not Australia. Uh, Australia, full of serpents. Uh, <laughs> what's the place? Oh, uh, yeah. Apparently, I don't know whether it's true or not. They say Ireland doesn't have any serpents. So I will send you to Ireland, the land without serpents. <laughs> no. Jesus said that I will, you will, if you follow me, if you serve me, welcome to the army. And in this army, prepare to meet demons. Prepare to meet serpents. Prepare to make no excuses. Uh, I don't speak the language. You will be given new tongues. Oh, okay. Uh, those are serpents. Oh, God help me. Pick them up. Do, do you realize God's solution for the problem is not to avoid it? God didn't say, and when you see serpents, I will give you anointing to smite it. And you go like, smite it. Jesus, just, you know, just, you know. No, God says, no. Reach out your hand. Reach towards the problem and lift it up. Then you can chuck it to your left, chuck it to your right. doesn't matter, but you will lift it up. And it will by no means, and if they drink anything deadly, if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. God, God never promises that, oh, and you will never touch anything deadly. Everything will be clean, clean, clean for you. No. You will have to drink things of questionable content, but it will not hurt you. You're tougher than you realize. You're more resilient than you realize. What are you going through right now? Are you going through tough times? Are you going through challenges? Are you going through temptations? The enemy wants you to think that you're weak, you're lousy, you're a failure. You know what the Word of God says? You're tougher than you realize. Because God, the way God sees you is that my people throw serpents away. My people drink and they do not die. My people lay hands on the sick and they will recover. My people meet demons and cast them out. That's my people. That's my army. My army doesn't look at the demon and turn left. And God is saying that, tell my people this. Tell my church this. I love them. I trust them. I've built them to produce miracles. And they are tougher than you realize. So whatever problem you're going through, maybe it's learn, time to learn uh, and apply a message, uh, the message from last week to declare it. I don't know what, what, what you're going through. Maybe it's, it's a tough year. Second year, people say, oh, no. I long, we did law and people always say, the final year of law is the craziest. But maybe you need to look at the final year of law and go like, I'm tougher than this. I'm stronger than this. Oh, no, no, no. Not, not, not third year uh, law. It's bar. Then you stare bar in the face and go like, bar, I am tougher than you because I'm built by God. I'm entrusted by Him. In me is the ability to produce miracles and I'm tougher than you. Amen? So whatever you're going through, tell yourself this, you're tougher. Don't give up. Learn to be resilient. 
You know, we need to be stronger for Jesus because guess what? You know, the Bible says that in the last days, it's not going to get more smooth sailing. It's going to get tougher. Persecution is going to increase. But if we don't toughen up in days of peace, how can we stand for Jesus in the days of persecution? I used to have a friend, uh, you know, uh, he wasn't, he professed to be a Christian, but he wasn't really living the life and he knew it. But he would always try to convince me that, you know, uh, uh, he, he, he was still, you know, like, where, you know, I, I might not go to church, I might not lie, I might not be living the Christian life, but I'll never give up Jesus. Because he would always tell me this, you know, in the last days, we're living now, but he's saying, in the last days, when someone puts a gun to my head and says, deny Christ, I tell you, brother, I'll never do it. I'll be like, okay. But do you know it's not about the last days? It's about every day. It's about standing up now. And you got to learn to stand up. It's not just about the last days. We've got to learn to be more resilient, learn to be more faithful, not to be so easily affected by the things we're going through. Instead, say to the things that we're going through, I'm tougher than this. And God will produce in me a miracle through this problem, through this wilderness. What did God do? He produced water in the wilderness. What did God do? God, 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 God caused His people to slay giants. You must understand your spiritual lineage. You're built tougher than this. Your, 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 your lineage is not your ethnicity. Your, you have a stronger lineage, a spiritual lineage that leads all the way back to Jesus. And He's the one who overcame death. He's the one who picked up the cross daily. And in you is that same ability to pick up the cross. So start telling yourself this. Hey, God trusts me. And if He trusts me, I can reach my world. You know, God can produce miracles in me. So God help me, teach me where to start. And last but not least, no matter what problems come, I will not cower, I will not run away, I will not backslide, and I will stand firm for you because I'm made tougher than this. I might fall, but I'm made tougher than this. I might fail, but I'm made tougher. I'm more resilient. No, resilient means, resilient doesn't mean that you never fall. Resilient means fall by getting up again and again and again and again. And that is the definition of commission. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Lord. And Lord, we just want to come before you, Lord, and remember again, Lord, all this hidden potential in us. God, forgive us, Lord, many times when we live subpar lives, subpar spiritual lives, where, where we believe the lie of the enemy, that we are weak. But God, today I thank you, Lord, your word tells us not only do you love us, Oh, friends, i got good news for you. Not only does God love you, He believes in you. And He entrusts the great commission upon you. The important task of bringing the good news to the ends of the earth has been given to all of us. Meaning that God doesn't just love us, He believes in us. And in that great commission, He wants us to produce not just good works, but miraculous works. Friends, stop seeing the Bible as something that is make-believe. It's real. Miracles happen and God wants to use us. God wants to use us as conduits, as channels to pray for the sick, to lay hands, to speak words of prophecy and to prophesy into our situation. God wants and we got to start. Because being commissioned means to bring something new into working condition. It means that to work on it, to work on it, to work on it. 
That's why people say, I've commissioned a work of art. And meanwhile, the artist is working on it, working on it, working on it, and only when it's finished, it's presented to the person who commissioned it. Similar, God is saying that, I've commissioned you. Now work on it, work on it, work on it. And last but not least, commissions. It means being recruited into the army. And some, maybe that will give you, I feel that some people here, that even, that's even a word. You're, you're wondering, well, why am I going through all these tough times? And we think that only the pastors get it bad. Only the, only the, the devil only targets the, the men and women of God. No, 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 no. You're in an army. God's conscripted you. But at the same time, you're made to be tougher. You're made to be stronger. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you, Lord, for how you look at us, Lord. It blows our mind. It humbles us. But Lord, we don't want to just sit and be in awe of how much you love and believe in us. We want to stand up. We want to rise up and say, that God, count me in. God, I will not let this hidden potential that you placed within me go to waste. I will rise up. I will cling on to it. And it will be my testimony. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.